Welcome back to another episode of Tooth and Claw. That's right, we're back. It's the regular gang, Wes, Jeff, and me, Mike. And on this episode, for the first time, and hopefully not for the last time, we're talking about Jaguars. Wes prepared a handful of stories for us to showcase exactly what the Jaguar is capable of, and how best to prevent and avoid dangerous encounters with them ourselves. Anyway, he did a great job preparing these stories. We think you're really going to enjoy this one. Oh, and just real quick, I wanted to plug our Patreon account. As most of you know already, you can subscribe over there for some more bonus content and early access to our main episodes. Oh, and just recently we posted a bonus episode about public service mascots like Smokey the Bear and McGruff the Crime Dog, and it's uh, generating quite a bit of traffic in our comments section over there because we had a little competition to see who among me, Wes, and Jeff could draft the best team of public service mascots. So if you join over there, you can get in on the action uh, as a tiger or a grizzly tier patron. And I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying that you could. Wes is actually beating Jeff and I pretty badly. So if hypothetically you wanted to join and maybe help us out, because I don't think Wes really put together that good of a team, you can do that. So yeah, that's just a little taste of the action we got going on over at our Patreon account. Thank you so much to all of you who have already joined, and also thank you to everyone that's left us a review and a rating over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us a lot, and we love seeing all of the incredibly generously nice things that you all say about us. It truly does make our day. Alright, that's enough talking about other stuff. Let's get to talking about Jaguars. We hope you enjoy the episode. Alright, Jeff's got his Ninja Turtle doll. You just you have all the old toys, don't you, Jeff? Beanie Babies, oh, Ninja yes. Turtles. <laughs> I got this guy. Oh, a dinosaur. Yeah, look at this. Do girls like that you just have toys set up Hanging all over the apartment? In the window. <laughs> yeah, it's for them to play with if they get bored. Cool. Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus. You know what? I grew up with like all the dinosaurs, and I realized as an adult that I'm pronouncing a lot of their names wrong. Because mm. then I'll hear like paleontologists say them, and they say them differently oh really yeah like that one i always said ankylosaurus and it's ankylosaurus well no one's actually been able to ask a dinosaur how their name is pronounced that's so true i don't that's really a good point yeah put too much stock into what these so-called paleontologists yeah, are saying there's that stupid thing where they said like brontosaurus weren't a dinosaur and then they were like actually they are a dinosaur we found one and it's like <laughs> You made up the name. <laughs> well, what they thought, originally they thought that they had a brontosaurus, but they had a stegosaurus head for it. And so they were like, oh, this is actually an apatosaurus. But then they, I think they found that they actually had the right head or something. I don't know. But somehow brontosaurus <laughs> is back. And they're just making it just all Just like up. how Pluto's back as a planet. Um, hey, everyone. Welcome to Tooth and Claw Podcast. I'm, my name's Wes Larson. I'm a wildlife biologist. Hey, Wes. I've worked mostly with bears, but with some other species as well. And you got Jeff and Mike with you. Jeff and Mike. We got Jeff and Mike. Here on this podcast, our goal is to talk about animal attacks, but we want to explain them very much from the animal-centric view. We want people to understand that these animals are usually just reacting to something that the person is doing wrong. Not They're not bloodthirsty monsters. They're generally just doing what's natural to them and usually the person has 
created some sort of circumstance that led the animal to do that, but not always. And today, one of our attack stories is going to be a true, a couple of them actually are true predatory attacks. Mm. So there definitely are exceptions to that, but that's within their natural behavior as well. Some of these animals, they're predators. That's what they do. If we're out in their, in their environment, it might happen. So, Hey, well, it's really good to be back with you guys. Yeah. How are you guys doing? It's uh, my favorite thing is just hanging with the boys. You two in particular. (laughs) Jeff, how you doing, pal? I'm doing pretty good. The smoke's a little depressing, but it's it's kind of clear today, so. So that depression's lifting a little bit? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of depressing, we got a question from Neil Aboshama, a friend of ours. Your old roommate. Both of our own roommates. Yeah. He sent us this TikTok video and it was this girl talking about like why bears haven't been domesticated. Yeah. Which I thought was like a pretty good question because it was like, hey, we took cats and we domesticated them. We took wolves and we domesticated them. Like, how come no one ever did this with bears? They did. And I I thought about it a lot. Koalas. No, those aren't. (laughs) Koalas are not domesticated (laughs) bears. Um, It's a good question. But I, in my, in my mind, it's probably just that like, they're just too big to begin with. Like a wolf or whatever, you could slowly like select for the non-aggressive wolves over many generations and get it like a dog. But a bear, it's probably pretty hard to like start that process with a bear. People do have bears as pets that they interact yeah, with. They're, and those are trained bears, but they're not domesticated. Domestication is something that happens over many generations. Mm. And it actually like changes the genetic makeup of the animal. So there's this really famous test that these people did in Russia on like a fox farm where they got the foxes and the ones that were most aggressive, they removed. And then the ones that were least aggressive, they let breed. And they kept picking the least aggressive fox and let them breed. And over time, it only took like a few generations and they like had a fox that started to look like a dog and act like a dog. And it was like a really quick thing because they were purposely selecting for those traits. Oh, wow. And so that's domestication when you purposely are trying to select for traits that lead to like an animal being comfortable around humans. We really should do that with pandas. With with pandas, I know. Yeah, because they're not huge. That's true. You could start with pandas. Aren't there only like eight pandas? It'd be so easy to find like the two that are least aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard to get them to breed though. Oh, yeah. Uh Um, That's the thing about like foxes is they breed a lot and they breed pretty often, but pandas, it's like every few years and they don't have many cubs. So you don't really have the pool to select from. What would you do to like try to help your pandas breed? Uh, (laughs) I don't I don't know. What would you do? What are you thinking of? Like candlelit dinner with some bamboo. Yeah, what yeah. music? Rose petals on their toys. little bamboo What patch. music would you choose? I don't I I don't know. Maybe like cigarettes after sex or something. <laughs> Just that. Have you okay. heard that band? They're a good band. Kenny G? Or like... Some Kenny G. There's, there's some good bands out there. Kenny G? Are you guys... <laughs> what? <laughs> the saxophone. Oh, That's man. In, that means immediate sex. Uh, right? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. Anyway, it was a good question. Thanks, Neil. Uh, me and Neil used to run a blog called Sample Saurus, where we'd go to Costco and review the samples every day. Oh, yeah. Didn't didn't go very far. Sundays were the best, right? Yeah, we'd eat samples every day. We'd review the samples from that day, and we'd talk about how nice the sample people were. I remember how excited you'd be for the Super Bowl because Super Bowl samples samples. are unreal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Do you have yeah. a top couple samples you ever had at Costco? Oh, man. No. You know what they're really good at is like, just like one bite tastes so good the way yeah. they prepare it. And if you buy the actual thing, it's like, you don't this isn't it. the same at all. Yeah. yeah. No. I feel like you like got to bring the grandma with the hairnet to your house yeah. to like really have the same experience. With it's her all cart. about presentation. It's all about presentation. Don't kidnap those grandmas and bring them to your house, though. <laughs> Um, Dude, but yeah, if you can't you, always tell people what not to do, <laughs> Drew, you sorry. know, you guys, you gotta let them do some stuff. I'm getting a little bossy. Don't hurt animals. <laughs> don't kill sharks. Don't <laughs> kidnap grandmas. All right. It's fine. You can kidnap grandmas. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm apologizing. Right. Anyway. So that's kind of it for news that's going on, I guess. Uh, <laughs> news. <laughs> I do. Yeah. That wasn't really news. Was it? I've got a correction, though. Can I do a correction corner? Yeah. So in our news episode, we did talk about bees. And I mentioned a story where I... Yeah, bees. (laughs) Old Papa Bear. Old Papa Bear. Loved the honey. Anyway, I mentioned a story where I had stepped on... Or Jeff brought it up, where I stepped on like a hornet nest and I got stung by a bunch of yellow jackets. Yeah. And I said, my grandpa and aunt were looking at a badger and no one helped me. And my brother Cyrus actually really helped me a lot. I was getting stung like crazy, and I was on this rock surrounded by all these thorn bushes. And he actually came up and guided me down and helped me and risked getting stung and all this stuff. And it was like a very heroic thing that he did. And I totally didn't bring that up. And I felt kind of bad about it. So Cyrus, thanks. Thanks for, you know, doing one nice thing for me when I was a kid. Risking life and Uh, limb. Aside from all the other times you beat me up. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my nice thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You get one. JK, we love Cyrus. He was a good older brother. Um, Yeah, that's that's kind of messed up. You left all that out. (laughs) I know. I just completely left it out. So that's a, a big correction. But we can still trash grandpa. He didn't help it out. Oh yeah, he didn't help at all. He just <laughs> Grandpa and Aunt Terry just cared about that badger. Okay, so so what? Guys, we're talking about bees? No, we're not talking about bees. Well, we're yeah, we're not. We are talking about an animal that lives near bees. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking no, about wait, Jack. <laughs> wait, let me guess. Bears? Nope. Bears and bees are like. Peas in they a pod. There are peas well, in a pe- pod. People are always talking about the birds and the bees. Is it birds? It's not a bird. Uh, mm. We're talking about jaguars. Oh, so, oh yeah. They, yeah. No, they do live so, close to bees often. They do. Yeah, um, that is true. This is our first jaguar episode. It's one that we've been looking forward to for a while because yeah. we're big fans of jaguars. So I'm going to go ahead and get into it. There are not many stories about jaguar attacks. Jaguar attacks are really rare. But um, they are starting to happen with a little bit more frequency. Some people do think that back in the day before, you know, really good written recorded history that there were a lot more attacks than they are now and that they maybe saw a lot of these indigenous people as prey and whatnot. But anyway, in recent times, that's not something that we've seen. They don't really, of the big cats, they definitely attack the least. So when I say big cats, we're talking about tigers, lions, leopards, we're going to include mountain lions and jaguars. Why do you think that is, that they don't attack as much as leopards or lions or tigers? We'll get into that a little bit, but I think the main thought is just that they have really good prey abundance in most of these places that they live, and so they don't really see humans as prey, but 
Yeah, they're I don't know. Pretty I mean, deep in jungle normally, right? They're not. They like, are as close to humans as the other cats. Yeah, and and they don't live necessarily in places with like huge human populations. Whereas yeah. like leopards live right on the fringes of huge cities in India. Uh, lions live close to human settlements in Africa. Tigers live next to a ton of people in India. So that's kind of why those cats probably attack more people. But it's really, it's not that well known why jaguars don't do it. They definitely are capable of killing people. We actually are like right in their kind of sweet spot for the size of prey that they like to attack. So it would make sense that they would want to attack more people, but they really don't. But it does happen. And I do have a few stories of some attacks from jaguars. So we're going to start out with one that happened in 2007. So on an early May morning in 2007, a 40-year-old man who was an Aweti native, uh, that's a tribe down in Brazil, he was walking in the woods near the shore of Lake Ipau in Mato Grosso, Brazil. He was walking a trail that was really familiar to him, and it led to a manjoca, which is their word for cassava, a plantation where he, he would collect food at this plantation. And he's walking with his two dogs, and immediately he goes into high alert because the dogs start growling and barking at the thick jungle surrounding the trail, which, if you're walking a trail early morning in Brazil, that's not a great sign. The dogs shoot off into the thick undergrowth, and then the man hears this telltale sign, uh, a roar of a jaguar, and this is a jaguar that's not very happy, and it's being chased by these dogs. So much like mountain lions and other big cats, dogs will often chase them and they try and tree them. And that's what happened here. These two dogs chase the jaguar up a tree. But the difference between like a mountain lion being treed and a jaguar being treed, and Clint told me about this, is that whereas like a mountain lion will just stay in that tree until those dogs leave, a jaguar will stay there until it gets pissed enough to where it will just come down and, and murder the dogs. Oh. Mm. And Clint, uh, this trapper that me and Jeff knew, he had a friend in Arizona who ac- accidentally treed a jaguar, and he had to like pull his dogs away because the jaguar was trying to kill his dogs. Oh, he said wow. it, it acted completely different from any mountain lion he had ever treed. Well, that's impressive too because black bears don't really do that either. No, but black bears are much shyer than than jaguars for sure but they're like Um, the same size is what i'm saying yeah yeah totally when you say the jaguar roared is that a genuine kind of a big cat typical roar yeah so they are one of the three big cats that do full-on roar okay no four four big cats sorry so jaguars leopards tigers and lions are the four that roar the rest of them don't so those are all the pantera species too probably Pretty surprising to tree a jaguar in Arizona with your dogs. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk <laughs> some more about that. But um, jaguars pant- pantera onsa, that's its its Latin name. It is part of the pantera family, and they do roar. They're, they're considered true big cats. You want to give us so, one? Uh, no, but we'll play one. <laughs> anyway, so these, these dogs have treed this jaguar, and uh, like I mentioned, they just get to a point where they're too pissed And that's exactly what happened here. The jaguar silently jumped down on these dogs right as this guy shows up to help. He watches the jaguar jump down out of the tree and he runs up to try and help his dogs. He's got a machete and a large stick. But by the time he gets to the dogs, the jaguar has already killed both of them. Oh, pretty quick. And he turns on the jaguar and tries to like get it off of it, of the dogs. And it pounces on him. It bites him into his left shoulder and then he's got his machete and he tries to like hit the jaguar off of his left shoulder with the machete, which actually works. 
it jumps off, but then he runs at it and tries to hit it more with the machete. It attacks him again and it rips up his torso pretty good, leaving some really deep scratch marks and lacerations in his chest. So as this is happening, another indigenous guy hears all the commotion. He runs up with his dog, which attacks the jaguar and is immediately killed by the jaguar as well. And then the second and guy These manages, are like hunting dogs, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're dogs that have lived in the jungle their whole life. So I'm sure they're smaller, but they're used to chasing animals. I'm just saying it's like impressive how quick the jaguar can kill like these capable dogs. Yeah. Totally. And we're going to talk about the way they kill their prey. And it's a little bit different from any other cat we've talked about. But these two men then manage to run the jaguar off. He, the dude that comes to help, he takes the guy that was attacked into the village. And this guy was actually just treated with herbs from the local shaman and or shaman. How do you say that? I say shaman. Shaman. I it's typically shaman. don't say yeah. that word at all. I don't know why I said shaman. When I do say shaman, I say shaman. <laughs> yeah, it's shaman. Uh, the local shaman treated him with some herbs. So that's what happened to this guy. He ended up with just like some scars. He was okay. Uh, but that's our first our first attack. We're going to talk about three or four. But before we get into the other ones, I did want to talk about some jaguar facts. So we've talked about some big cats. Where do you guys think jaguars rank as far as the biggest cats? Third. Okay. Did I say that already? <laughs> no, I just already knew that. Okay. Yep. Good job. They are the third largest cat. They're the biggest cat in the Western Hemisphere. They can grow to be up. The biggest recorded ever was 358 pounds, which, Jeff, our biggest bear was 350 pounds. That's a yeah. big cat. Oh, wow. That's like a really big cat. What's the heaviest human ever recorded? Uh, oh, wasn't it like 14, more than that. 1,400 pounds or something? Oh, my gosh. There's got to be people that are more than 800 for sure. Humans probably have like the biggest range from like smallest adult to biggest adult. That's probably true. Um, All right. Grizzly bears, too. So they do average like more around like 150 pounds. They're roughly five feet long. Pretty much every article I read had a different idea for like what was the basis of the name jaguar. But some people think it comes from an indigenous word jaguar, which means he who kills with one leap. But there's a bunch of other explanations. So I'm not going to say cool. that's true. But that was the coolest one. So that's the one I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. I got a fact. Go for it. Strongest bite of any cat. Yeah, pound for pound. If you're measuring it just straight, tigers and lions both have stronger bites. Are you sure? But yep. But for their size, jaguars have the strongest bite. Uh, I thought jaguars had the strongest. Overall. I I did too, and then I looked at I looked into it a little bit more, and it's that's pound for pound they have the strongest bite. Okay, so I just looked it up. Heaviest human ever, 1,400 pounds, John Mitt. That's insane. That's yeah, so that's, big. That's the biggest range of animals, I think. Even <laughs> grizzly bears. Yeah, that's pretty big. Uh, the interesting thing about their spots, too, is with jaguars, you'll see, like, around their face and neck and stuff, you'll see, like, solid dark spots. And then on their lower abdomen, you'll see almost, like, stripes. And then in their middle, they have rosettes where they have, like, a circle that encapsulates another spot or sometimes multiple spots. And that is one of the ways you can tell jaguars from leopards is leopards don't have, they have rosettes, they have those like circles, but they don't have spots within their rosettes. They're just empty circles. Whereas jaguars will have spots inside of their rosettes. So that's, that's a great I way to tell, tell the difference. Yeah, jaguars are typically stockier. They're a little bit lower to the ground. They're they're bigger. They weigh more than leopards. Their tails are a little bit shorter, and they've got those rosettes. And they've got a little bit more rounded, muscular-looking face, too. 
A couple more interesting facts. Uh, when they mate, they breed, they mate up to 100 times per day during their breeding season, which is usually, luckily for the females, 100? Only a few days long. That's an incredible sperm reproductive power. It's some real stamina. Yeah. <laughs> That's Whoa. pretty crazy. So they can live up to 12 to 15 years in the wild. They really are the ultimate opportunists as far as hunting. Their hunting strategy is really just to like kind of patrol areas and hope that they see prey. And then when they do see prey, they stalk it, they get into an ambush position and they'll wait until they're in a blind spot for that prey and then they jump on its back. And then jaguars, we've talked about different ways that cats kill animals like tigers and lions often suffocate. Uh, mountain lions try and get their teeth through your spine. Jaguars often will just bite your your skull and literally crush your skull with their their bite force. Jeez. Yeah, and they'll you'll see them and they'll bite something and then they kind of just like keep rearranging their bite until they finally crush that skull. Ugh. They do sometimes also sever the spinal column with their bite and then um, they sometimes will suffocate larger prey. So like cattle and tapirs, bigger animals, they'll actually like bite and suffocate. But for smaller stuff like human size, they'll actually crush your skull. It's crazy those That's videos incredible. where they are hunting caiman and they'll like bite like a seven foot caiman or something. Yeah. And just lift it completely out of the water. The thing's like flopping around and its mouth just like never even like moves an inch off of its skull. Like they can bite so hard. They just lock on. Yeah. And you know what? We'll, we'll come back to this. And I'm sure someone's going to challenge us on the PSI thing. I read a few different things. Just like you, Jeff, I read a few articles that said they have the strongest flat-out bite force of any cat. But then yeah. a lot of them said that they pound-for-pound pound have the highest, and that if you're doing pound-for-pound, pound, the next highest is clouded leopard. So there's like there's some debate out there. But the ones that okay. I read that seem to be the most scientific said pound-for-pound pound, they have the highest bite force, which makes sense to me. Anyway, they are occasionally melanistic, so you'll see black jaguars in the wild. Unlike leopards, where that allele is uh, recessive, with jaguars it's dominant. So it is a little bit more common to see a black jaguar than a black leopard. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And those are the only two cats that can be black panthers, right? Um, jaguars and leopards. Those are the two that are commonly considered black. Yeah, black panthers. Okay. There are, I think there have been like melanistic lions and tigers and stuff before too. But when you're talking about a black panther, it's either a, a leopard or a jaguar. Okay. So they are considered some of the best ambush hunters in the animal kingdom. There's very little information, like I mentioned earlier, about jaguar attacks on humans. Uh, researchers really all tend to agree that they're incredibly rare, but they are getting a little bit more frequent in recent years. And that's a lot of it probably because people are spending more time around jaguars with like ecotourism and people going into the Pantanal a lot more. People are spending more time around jaguars. They did Less one rainforest. Yeah, honestly, they did one st one study in Venezuela, and the researchers asked a ton of different ranchers and people about jaguars, and they found between 1940 and 2015 there were 22 reliable records of attacks on humans, and that included four fatalities. And that was just in Venezuela. So they are really rare, and they're so rare that when they happen, sometimes they'll write a whole paper just on that attack. And that happened in 2013 to a three-year-old girl in Guyana. So that's the next story I wanted to talk about. You guys ready for that one? Okay. Let's do it. I don't know. Three-year-old girl, that's a little... It's a little rough. It's a little but, sad. But we're going to get through it. So on December 27th, 2013, 
Jasmine Joseph was a little girl. She's three years old. She's living with her family in a remote indigenous community near the Mazurani or no Mazaruni River in Guyana. So Guyana, do you guys know where Guyana is? Yeah. It's just east of Venezuela. It's up on the coast of like the Caribbean and everything. It's just east of Venezuela. Uh, It's very thick rainforest. It's a really cool place. So she have Christmas. I don't know. This is two days after Christmas, but uh, yeah. But like probably like many people in her village, she's pretty much been raised in the outdoors. Even at three years old, I'm imagining this little girl has learned kind of how to survive in the jungle. So in November of 2013, just like a month or two before this incident, she this little girl, Jasmine, was actually attacked by a jaguar while on the banks of the river. Oh, man. Um, this is like nearly unheard of. And she was there and a bunch of other village members and her grandma were able to scare off this cat before it really got her. And so she had like some scratches on her feet, but it was pretty like minor. And even for like a community like this in the middle of the jungle in great jaguar habitat, those kind of attacks are really almost non-existent. But then Jasmine manages to get attacked twice in a in a span of two months. She must have did something to make this jaguar mad. And my guess is it's the same jaguar. So on the morning of December 27th, Jasmine and her mom are down by the river and Jasmine's playing on the edge of the jungle while her mom is washing clothes on the river's edge. And her mom had just glanced back to check on her, and then she turns back to her clothes in the river when she hears high-pitched screams from her daughter and a really loud commotion behind her. And she turns around to see a large jaguar with its jaws completely clamped around her daughter's head, dragging oh, her way into the geez. jungle. That's that's the worst, because they eat skulls, right? Uh, yeah, and now twice we've had stories of moms that are like doing their laundry in the river they they turn around to see their kid being attacked by an animal yeah so we had that woman with the nile crocodile too so jasmine's literally being drugged into the jungle she just drug like 60 feet from where she was attacked probably pretty quick too since she's only like super quick jaguar can move yeah i mean she doesn't weigh that much it completely picked her up by her head so jasmine's mom and the other villagers run to her aid and they manage to scare the cat off and then someone shoots it not far from where jasmine was attacked And then they put her on a boat and they rush her to the nearest health center, which is like 10 minutes away. And by the time they get to this health center, her family thought she'd already died. Mm. So they leave her on this boat and they go to like get a nurse. And when the nurse comes back to Jasmine, she finds that she does still have a pulse. So the nurse calls another boat and this larger boat comes and gets Jasmine and it takes her to the nearest airstrip, which is like about an hour away by boat. And then she takes a one and a half hour flight to Georgetown, which is the capital of Guyana, and then a 15 minute drive to the hospital. So it's been like a few hours now since she's been attacked. And doctors find that her skull has been completely crushed in multiple places. Oh no. Her scalp is ripped to shreds. There's photos of this in this paper and I'll I'll show it to you guys and then maybe if we feel like it, we can post these, but they're pretty gnarly. Uh, <laughs> Here, okay. let's just, let's look at them really quick. I'll share my screen. Oh no, um, come on, man. Okay, so I'm going to show you guys these photos of Jasmine's attacks. Oh man. And I don't think I... not really? very good. Oh, oh <laughs> dude, you can't just like put it up. Oh my gosh. So you can see like her skull got like really crushed in. She has a big laceration right over her nose and oh, she man. pretty much got scalped her by head this is so as like well. bloated. Yeah, and her scalp's like missing. I mean, it's completely tore it off. I was um, about pretty, to say pretty rough. this feels like when I'm watching someone balancing on the milk crates and I know they're going to like break their yeah. arm. Or something, but it yeah, is a lot worse than that. It's pretty bad. So oh, she, man. um, 
Her her skull had been crushed in multiple places. Her scalp is completely ripped off and torn in shreds. She has large lacerations all over her chest, her face, her neck, her arms. And her doctors weren't optimistic. They were like, you know, people don't usually come back from these kind of wounds. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty bad. bad. Um, Unreal, yeah. Anyway, Jasmine's like, maybe we'll put them on Patreon because our Patreon people we know can handle that stuff. Just DM us if you want to see them. Yeah, serious. <laughs> Jasmine's a fighter, and her doctors were amazed to see her vitals go up, even during all her treatment of surgeries and everything. They ended up having to do a craniotomy, so they removed part of her skull, and that cut down on the swelling. And then they put a, like a metal plate in to replace that piece of skull. And the crazy thing is she ends up making a full recovery. Wow. Oh, good for her. That's awesome. Which is like pretty amazing considering the extent of her wounds. I'm going to show you guys a photo of her recovered just so you can feel like a little bit better. Okay, there, yeah, those on are the, the right. bad ones. The one on the right there. Good. Yeah, she looks good. So she, I mean, she did make a full recovery. She has some scarring, but aside from that, you know, for being drug away at three years old by a jaguar, you're pretty Plus, lucky it's to it's cool to have jaguar scars, you know? Not very many people cool. have jaguar yeah. scars. True. All right, so we're just going to rip to our second story, or sorry, this is our third one now. That's okay. J- July 14th, 2010, it's 6 p.m., 17-year-old Mateos Lemos, he was enjoying this evening boat ride. He's out in Mato Grosso again, so like the Pantanal area, and he's fishing with some friends. Wait, what he's from Minas Gerais. Uh, This is in Brazil Uh, again, sorry. Wait, the last Um, one was in Brazil though, right? No, our first one was Brazil, last one was Guiana, this one's Brazil. So he's from Minas Gerais, which is a much more arid part of Brazil, and he's vacationing in the Pantanal, which is this expansive wetlands surrounded by jungle, Tons of caiman, tons of jaguar. I've been there. It's I was amazing. Gonna say, do it's we like, know anyone that's been there? Yeah, <laughs> such a cool place to like fish and see wildlife. You got super close to seeing a jaguar, right? Yeah, we followed them. We had one like follow us, and its tracks weren't our tracks when Didn't we came it, back. Like, walk and then the behind next day you they probably saw it. or something while you were walking. It was there. That's it was cool. there. The next day they saw it. I mean, they're an animal that you see only if they want you to see them. You don't get lucky with them really. Anyway, this Mateus Lemos, he's 17 years old, and he's coming back from this really great fishing trip. He's on the boat, and he and his friends think that they see something moving on the other side of the river. So together with their guide or their captain or whatever, they get the boat closer and they slow down to investigate when a jaguar roars out of the brush, explodes from this ravine, and jumps onto the boat. Oh, man. And it bites Mateus, <laughs> bites Mateus on his right shoulder, and the force of this jaguar launching out of the forest onto the boat and biting him knock both of them into the water and they just disappear. So it's like his friends, just imagine this, like you're on a boat by the jungle and suddenly a jaguar shoots out of the jungle, grabs your friend, knocks him into the water and they're both just gone. And you're just like (laughs) looking at the water. And so they're just like sitting there in stunned silence when the jaguar pops back up and it's got Mateos's head in its jaws. So again, that's like not a good place to be. I just no, keep though. like <laughs> imagining when the caimans are flopping around in their jaws. Those things are right. pure muscle and they can't like get out. I was holding a caiman once in my lap and all it had to do was like flop its tail and it knocked me completely off this boat. So you think like if a jaguar can subdue a caiman, we're nothing yeah. to it. So it pops up in the water. It's holding Mateus's head in its jaws. And this captain was really quick thinking. He grabs an iron pipe that was in this boat and he just smashes it down onto the jaguar's head. And that causes the jaguar to release Mateus and it runs back into the jungle. 
So they pull him back on the boat and they're trying to keep pressure on his wounds and the boat's racing towards help and they have this huge stroke of luck and they manage to encounter another boat that has a doctor on board. Oh, yeah. And this doctor has like bandages, he has antibiotics, he has anti-inflammatories, he has like an IV saline solution. <laughs> like he really, this is <laughs> like a, a great find. But so it's eight hours before they're able to get him to a hospital. And they also find with him that he's had his skull crushed in in multiple Man. places. He actually has damage to his brain. Jasmine, I don't think, actually had any brain damage, but this guy does. And then he also has large lacerations on his face, torso, and arms. So I'm going to show you guys what his wounds look like. Oh, good. Yeah, I know you want to see, so I'm going to show you. Uh, that's Jasmine. Quit showing us that. So <laughs> I've let's seen that one last. This oh, is Mateus. Damn. And those... You can see those are chunks of his skull in that bottom right. Holy that they had cow. A lot of his head. so powerful. So he, and this is like within seconds. It didn't take long for this Jaguar to do this. So again, he's pretty much scalped. He has these big lacerations. Uh, doctors work on him for a while. They remove bone fragments from his skull cavity. And he survives, but he actually ended up having uh, traumatic amnesia. So he has memory oh, loss problems. That sucks. Which is pretty sad. At least he probably doesn't remember that traumatic Jaguar attack. Uh, I don't know. I bet he does, but maybe not. Okay, so we are going to... I'm just going to actually read the uh, the third one because this one's actually a fatal Jaguar attack. Fourth one, Wes. I want... Sorry, the fourth uh, one. <laughs> Last time I forgave yeah, you, but this I, time I don't. Use your fingers. This is the third Brazilian one, at least. Oh, uh, okay. Um, nice. That's probably okay. what you meant. Save. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this one happened again in Mato Grosso, so in uh, pretty much the Pantanal. So it's a 21-year-old fisherman, and he was attacked in a remote area. It occurred around 7.30 p.m. So a few of these attacks have either been in the evening or the morning. All of them have been. And that is when jaguars tend to be the most active. And he was attacked on the banks of the Paraguay River near the Tayum. I should be able to say these because I speak Portuguese. Tayama Nature Reserve. It's an open site. It measures about 25 meters wide and 10 meters deep. And there's really poor lighting because it's surrounded by all this really thick vegetation. So people that camp there, a lot of fishermen apparently camp there, they have to have like an open fire and artificial lighting so that they can see around them and, and spend the night safely. For jaguars? So this victim... Uh, that's like what they should be concerned yeah, honestly. about? And probably like caiman and some Both other animals as well. Anaconda are, are down uh, yeah. there. But um, so he was actually sleeping in his tent. He had the entrance closed off. And in the night, around 7.30 p.m., the jaguar actually entered his tent and bit him on his neck. It grabbed him by his neck and his head. So he lost a lot of tissue and bone. And then he had claw scratches all over him and punctures like all over his chest right. and his back from the teeth. So they actually think this guy died from his spinal cord being severed. or they That's what they said it was. But it didn't um, eat him? No, it started feeding on him. It dragged him approximately 60 meters into the woods and then some other fishermen got a like a call from this guy's dad because he hadn't called and he was hadn't checked in, so they were worried about him. And they found his body and it had been fed mm. on. So the the idea is that this guy was it was a predatory attack and it did feed on him quite a bit. But the way it killed him though was biting through his spinal column. Yeah, I was gonna say something about the bite actually, because that last picture you showed us, those puncture wounds. It honestly looks like a shark attack, like big shark teeth punching through skin. And I just didn't imagine that's what it would be like for a jaguar, too. It's pretty crazy. Well, most of those. So like how you saw in some of those victims head, you saw those cuts. 
Those are actually from the claws. Oh, those That's are from claws. the jaguar okay. grabbing onto their head with their claws. And then the big puncture wounds are from their canines. And that's where you see like the breakage and them like shearing the scalp off and stuff. But the little, those little cuts are from claws. I, do you guys want to see the, the photos from this one? It's you pretty know, bad. We're in. It's a dead body. You're in? Okay. I'm we're in this deep. You. They're definitely a lot worse. So just prepare yourselves. This is the guy they found oh, yeah, after geez. being consumed by a jaguar. We'll put it's this on gnarly. Instagram too. I don't think we are going to put this one on Instagram, but uh, it's pretty bad. It's really so it's bad. not a good way to go. It's not. It's not a good way to go. So as you guys have seen, jaguars do typically kill their prey, including humans, by biting the skull or breaking their their spinal column or by like biting their throat. And you can see that in those. No, that's crazy. That, I mean, regardless of where they rank for bite force, it's like very obvious that they know that they have a really strong bite because they're just clamping skulls and breaking them. You know? Well, and I think the thing that I've learned from going through these case studies and learning about the few attacks that have happened is that with some of the big cats, like mountain lions, for example, you've probably got a little bit of time to fight them off. You th- we think about like Cindy um, Palin or the woman that was attacked in British Columbia that fought the cat for an hour before she realized her kids were okay and then she died. She like she was able to battle that mountain lion for a while, and I don't think you really have that option with no, jaguars. I think a like skull crusher. you got it. It sounds like you got a few seconds to fight off, and then if it gets its teeth around your your skull, you're probably gonna die. Ugh. Unless you got a captain with a metal pipe nearby to smash it on its head. Um, <laughs> and even then his anyway. skull was just crushed. Right. That dude. And he was only in its mouth for seconds. So from looking through these case histories and learning about attacks, it does seem like attacks are much more likely to happen when a Jaguar feels cornered or threatened. So a lot of the attacks that we didn't bring up, uh, have happened because like they're chased by dogs and then the person came up on the cat and it attacked the person too. Or it was like a hunter actually pursuing a jaguar and it attacked back. So those are generally like where most attacks have happened. Predatory ones are pretty rare, but they obviously have happened. That one that happened that we just talked about in 2008 is the only recorded fatality in Brazil. Recently in Colombia, two people were killed in 2013. But it really doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. So it's not like you can go into jaguar territory and be like, there's no way I'm going to be attacked by a jaguar. But of all the big cats, they do attack the least. Like I have a friend, I think we brought him up before, Paulo, who, um, or Paul, Paul Rosalie. He works in the Amazon and he sets up trail cameras and stuff. And very often he'll pass a trail camera and you'll see him in it. And then like minutes later, you'll see a jaguar. And he says that they like, they like to follow people and they're really curious. And he says they're always kind of following you, but they don't ever mess with him. He's spent thousands of hours in the jungle and he's never had a problem with jaguars. Uh, So they're not an animal that you necessarily need to be afraid of, but you do need to have the right amount. They seem top level sneaky for animals. They are. I mean, like all these big cat researchers like kind of agree that when it comes to ambush hunting, jaguars are the best at it. But yeah, they just really don't see us as prey. And these people that we're talking about, there's a whole scientific paper about these case histories because they are so rare. You don't see that with mountain lions or tigers or lions because it happens with like some frequency. And with jaguars, it's just very Did rare. Did you hear about the jaguar that went into the restaurant in the Amazon this year? Uh-uh. Yeah, it went into a restaurant and there's like this riverboat oh. guide 
who <laughs> was able to like fight it off. Wrestled it. I heard that was faked though. We really, you got to remember, Jeff, that movies aren't real. Okay. And that was a movie. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a movie. It was The Rock. Yeah, it, was the, yeah. it did. It was The Rock, wasn't it? Yeah, it was oh. The Rock. <laughs> okay. Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, there, <laughs> there it is. If, unless there was any doubt left. <laughs> Jeff just dashed it upon the rocks. That was the movie Jungle Cruise. <laughs> so I do, I do think I want to really quickly because these these ones especially were a little gruesome, especially with those photos associated with them. Yeah, those are not. I do just want to say this isn't a normal thing. This hardly ever happens. Jaguars don't see us as prey, but you do need to be respectful of them. They are a predator. It can happen, so you need to be prepared for the worst. But it, it's very, very, very rare. Okay, so let's give our ouchies. <laughs> so I think we got a range of ouchies here. Maybe we should just like give a general ouchies for what a typical jaguar attack looks like. Yeah, I'm having I'm a hard give time. Nine, I'm going to give them nine ouchies. Yeah. Because it's pretty bad. If you survive it, yeah, I'm giving it like a 10. Because like you're probably going to have a crushed skull. And a bunch, like those Brain claw damage. marks are deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From these stories, it seems like the the very best case scenario is you have a crushed skull. Like that's <laughs> kind of just a given. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. You well, might our first, live, you might not. Our first guy that had the dogs just had like scratches. He got like scarred up because mm. they his like True. Yeah. his shaman treated him with like herbs. No, well, heroin. and the jaguar wasn't hunting him. Like the ones where they right. like after the person predi- they yeah, just maybe- bite their head right away. You know. So we'll say our ouchie scale for this one is a predatory jaguar attack, and we're gonna give it. I'm giving it a nine. I I still think I would prefer it to like a like a predatory grizzly or something, but it's pretty bad. I'm giving it a ten if you survive, and like a five if you die, because it seems like they can kill you pretty fast. That's a good point. That's a good point, Mike. What what are your what's your number? Nine seems right. It seems like we've talked about worse. But not much. Not much. Yeah. Okay. That's our ouchies. Feel free to fight us on that if you guys want. (laughs) Okay. So we are going to get into our categories. Categories. So this is our first time doing categories. (laughs) This is our first time doing Jaguars. So we are just going to fic or fic. We're going to fic our favorite (laughs) pop culture Jaguar. So I'll go last. Why don't one of you guys go first? Uh, Sure. I'll go first. So. In the game, the fighting game Tekken. You guys know Tekken, right? Oh, yeah. Finally a, a reference that I understand. So my favorite guy in the first Tekken to fight with was King. And yeah. uh, he wore a Jaguar mask. Um, okay, I know one. he's not really actually a Jaguar, but he's a good dude. He's he's like a Mexican luchador, and he has a bunch of orphaned kids he's fighting for, stuff like that. So See, when I played that game, I thought he actually was a Jaguar. Me too, for the longest time. That is just a mask. So yeah, it's good to know. We'll count it. Um, Jeff, thanks. Yeah, it counts. So I had a hard time. I I normally like to look up pop culture of the animals, and all that yeah. came up was like cars and football players. But okay. I've always loved jaguars since I was a little kid. I even was interested in watching the show Jag, just because it reminded me of jaguars. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the Air Force? Yeah. Uh, you must have been okay. so disappointed. And then, like, my favorite football team's always been the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's only because of their name. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with their mascot, Duval. I like their logo okay. in the middle of the field <laughs> in Christmas when it has a Santa hat. 
And I was going to say Tim Tebow because he was on the Jaguars for like two <laughs> weeks this year until they cut him. But yeah, I'll just go with their mascot. Okay. I, I've got two that I actually want to bring up. So the first is the Black Jaguar from the uh, Mel Gibson movie Apocalypto. That's a good choice. So the main character's name in that movie is Jaguar Pop. Yeah, great And then name. he's like on he's on the run from like some other uh, this other tribe that kidnapped him and tried to sacrifice him. And as he's running, he's like hiding in a tree, and then this big black jaguar shows up in the same tree with him. And so he gets out of the tree, and he's running as these guys are chasing him. They like intersect, and the jaguar is chasing jaguar paw, but it actually grabs one of these other guys. That's a good scene. And there's this really violent scene of it ripping this dude's face off and killing him pretty much immediately, which we've learned happens. Yeah. And then the other guys show up and kill the Jaguar. But it's a great scene. It's actually a really good movie. I really like that movie. It is horrifically violent. So if violence yeah, bothers you, don't movie. don't watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. My second, I had to do a runner up for this one because I grew up watching this old Disney nature movie called Jungle Cats. And I watched it all the time. And it was like a family of Jaguars in the Amazon. And to this day, I have no idea how they filmed it. Because they have all these crazy interactions, like them killing those really big fish. I forget what they're called, but those huge fish that live in the Amazon. Oh, shoot. This is going to drive me crazy. I'll look it up. Anyway, them like killing those. It starts with a P. Them like fighting tapir, doing all these crazy things. And it was like a black jaguar and a spotted one. It was really cool. But the, the movie's called like Jungle Cat. And it's like an old 60s Disney nature movie. And it's great. Sweet. Are they called... Piraruku? Yeah, Pira, yeah. Um, Piraruku? That's not, how you, that's not how you pronounce it, but it's something know. like that. Yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my runner-up. Okay. Good picks, Wes. Wow. If anyone out there has seen Jungle Cat, aside from me, let me know, because I'd, I'd love to hear about it. Okay, um, let's do our cage match. Mike, do you want to lead us through the cage match? Yeah, let's, uh, so, of course, the cage match is um, where we indulge a little bit around here. We don't ever actually want to see this happen. We let our hair down. We have some fun. <laughs> right. Slip into something a little more comfortable. <laughs> so what we do in this category is we pit the animal of the episode up against all of the other animals that we've talked about so far on the podcast. So how do you think a jaguar would fare in a cage match against, let's say, a mountain lion? Let's start there. Yeah, it's beating the mountain lion. I think we've got, this is an interesting one. I think we've got some good matchups. I think it takes most of the alligators, unless it's like a gigantic one. It wouldn't kill a crocodile, like a big crocodile. We haven't done crocodile It could kill yet. an alligator. Yeah, kind of. We, we kind of like, did. In our Mother's Day episode, we had an okay. crocodile. Well, you used croc. to say it didn't count yeah. yet. I know, I know. I don't think it does. I think it and a black bear would be a really good fight. It'd kill the hippo. It wouldn't It'd kill the It'd just crawl in its mouth and... <laughs> eat it from the and inside what? out yeah i don't i don't i think, think that's what would, would happen <laughs> they're quick enough um, stealthy enough i think it would it would kill our wolf it would kill our mountain lion it'd kill our black i think the black bear would be a good fight but i think the jaguar would win somewhat often tiger would kill it lion would kill it so the the bigger cats than it would kill it yeah okay they're significantly bigger moose what else do we need to include? Yeah, moose would be a good fight. Moose have moose, it outweighed think, by like five times, but jaguars are just such good predators. They do kill horses, so it would kill our horse. Ooh, how about the um, spider? The spider, I think the jaguar <laughs> would win. I think it could kill the pythons. That was another crazy thing in this Disney movie. There's like an anaconda fight with this jaguar. Oh, sweet. They're probably just throwing animals in like <laughs> <Yeah>. a pen. <laughs> um, 
So I know jaguars are maybe the only cat, correct me if I'm wrong, but while I was kind of just doing a little bit of cursory research, they're, of course, they're really good in the water. They're the only cat that seems water resistant to a point. Yeah. So I don't know if water resistance is the right word, but they like spend a lot of time in the water. Like they enjoy the water. They hunt in the water. Of all the big cats, they're the most likely to be seen in the water. No, but Mike's right. There's some like water resistant thing in their fur. That's like okay, like hydrophobic. And it like helps them dive and stuff too, so they can like catch fish, which is kind of crazy. I didn't read anything about that, but I I'm sure if you guys did, then there's got to be something to it. Oh, Mike, I actually wanted to ask you. I know you did a little bit of research too on kind of the importance of jaguars in South American culture and Central American culture. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I won't. I don't want to take up too much time because we're running a little long already. But basically, what I've found is that in every major Mesoamerican civilization, jaguars were featured prominently in whatever that culture's religion happened to be. And honestly, we already kind of talked about why they would be revered just for being such like powerful and majestic animals. But there, uh, there are some actually really interesting bits of information that I just probably aren't common knowledge when it comes to jaguars. So hang with me as I introduce this topic. So in my research on jaguars, I stumbled across a Joe Rogan episode. Okay. And I don't really I don't really listen to Joe Rogan, but people that do know that he likes to talk about drugs and specifically ayahuasca and DMT a lot. And that led me down kind of this rabbit hole that led me to learn that jaguars actually do ayahuasca (laughs) well it makes me want to do ayahuasca (laughs) with a jaguar because apparently they do it there's like these little they're these they're called yage leaves or yage or something that basically hold the same or a similar molecular compound as uh, what you would find in an ayahuasca a drink of ayahuasca and there's a lot of footage of jaguars just kind of it almost looks like they're on catnip they're rolling around kind of pawing at the air and staring up <laughs> at the sky and it's just really interesting that um just tripping you know, balls honestly it's super yeah. funny and kind of cute but uh yeah very disarmed and vulnerable state for this really cool animal to be in and um huh. i don't know there's the there is a lot of Of course, this is very much a surface level introduction to what these cultures thought of these animals, but they really, really are a central and important part to their belief system. You can't go anywhere down there. Like I know Jeff spent a lot of time in Guatemala. I've spent a lot of time in Brazil. Like you can't go anywhere without seeing imagery of jaguars. Like they're everywhere in Mexico too. They're really important to the culture, to the religion, to like the indigenous peoples, there it's like on the same level as bears would be for like the indigenous peoples of north america like jaguars are very much so yeah for people down there so yeah thanks mike i would i would love maybe we could share some of those videos of jaguars getting way way high all right let's get into um so our cage match sorry i kind of interrupted our cage match but yeah so we're gonna put them right above black bear an alligator. Yeah, I would put them pretty even with black bears. I'd be really curious to see how that goes. I think they'd take a black bear. It depends on how big of a black bear, I'm but maybe. Take, I'm putting my money on jaguars. Okay. That bite um, is something else. They would definitely <laughs> kill the chimpanzee. They would definitely kill the wolf. Yeah. I mean, I think they're they're like up there for our mid-sized animals. Okay, so let's get to our next category, which is what would Mike and Jeff do if they were attacked by a jaguar? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, Jeff, you can go first. So it seems like 
they're just really good at like ambushing you and they just bite your skull like straight away. Yeah. So I just watched the movie Suicide Squad and John uh-huh. Cena's character wears like a giant toilet bowl on his head. Oh man, this yeah. is my answer. So I just yeah. wear one of those everywhere. Yeah. I was going to say just wearing a helmet's probably the best thing. I would want a big giant silver one, you know. Okay. I think just a helmet yeah. it would bite right through that thing. That's a good like point to, Yeah, wear a helmet that's so big that it can't even get its mouth around your head, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy from X-Men. Exactly. All right, Mike, you got to okay, come yeah, up. You got to come up with something else. <laughs> 3 Ooh. 2 <laughs> Um, so here's what I would do. I would swing on the vines, <laughs> swing away. I'd ask it to join the ayahuasca circle with us. I think oh, it'd yeah. be down to chill. Let it get some yeah. clarity. There you go. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what you actually should do. So uh, again, this is this one's coming from Pantera, which is an organization that works with Ooh, a lot they of rock, big cats. dude. Yeah, they you work. know that one song, <laughs> Cemetery Gates. Not the band Pantera. The uh, the organization, and they what they recommend you do is if you see a jaguar, you First of all, like most importantly, you want to stay calm. Uh, you want to raise your arms slowly and avoid any sudden or abrupt movements. But raising your arms makes you look a little bigger and a little more intimidating to the cat. But you don't want to do it abruptly. If you have children with you, you want to slowly lift those children up off the ground without bending over. And then you want to slowly back away from the jaguar, never turning your back to it. Turning your back to it might trigger that predatory response. That's good advice for any of the large cats. All of those things are great advice. If you are actually attacked by a jaguar, I couldn't find a ton of information on this, but I am going to go off what I know about if you're attacked by any of the big cats. If you're actually being attacked, you need to fight back. Playing dead's not going to do anything. It's probably attacking you to try and eat you and kill you. So you need to fight back. You need to do whatever you can. Try and poke its eyes. Try and, you know, stick your hand down its throat. There's a lot of different things you it can try and do. It seems hard if it's like attached to your skull. Like from the start, it's really hard. Just eye gouge, maybe. Right. So if you're, if it's a surprise attack like that, and it's on your back, you got to do whatever you can. Nipple twister. If you twister. see it coming, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Wet willy. Rug burn. Um. <laughs> anyway, you want to avoid getting attacked on your head and your neck, though. So if you see it coming, do whatever you can to keep it from getting its jaws locked onto your mm-hmm. head or your neck, because that at that point you got your check engine light. You're in trouble. You're gonna probably die. So. The yeah. nipple twist is a good idea, especially if it's a female jaguar, because they have like eight nipples. Yeah, it's a great idea. That should have been part of your ideas. Um, <laughs> anyway. Okay. We'll talk about that more next time we do a jaguar episode. And we definitely will. There's some there's some really interesting jaguar attacks in captivity that are probably going to be our next jaguar episode. Oh, nice. But this one I wanted just to focus on the wild attacks. Okay. So our next category is our listener questions. I believe we have a few. Sweet. Jeff? I'm excited. Let's hear them. No, I think you've got them. I got them. Okay. Yeah. That's my job, isn't it? Yeah. You can just make some up if we don't have His any. His one and only job. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Oh, I already asked mine. What's the fattest human ever? That was surprising. Yeah, 1,400 pounds. It was That's a like lot bigger heavier than, I than the biggest grizzly bear. It's about the same. <laughs> but yeah. we're 1,400 pounds? Grizzly bears get to like 1,500 pounds. Whoa. All right. Oh, man. These names. When it's just like all one name <laughs> on Instagram. No. Get, give them to us, Jeff. Pump um, them into our veins. Kay. We love the names. Uh, Christopher R- Eberman. Christopher Eberman is what we're going for. 
It's Christopher. Okay. That one, you sure okay. worked a long time on well, that. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff and a horse versus Mike and Wes. Who wins? Jeff and a horse versus us? Yeah. And we're just like got our fists? Yeah. I think you oh. and the horse. Yeah. Like for sure. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Stupid I horse. feel like us three are pretty even match, but a horse is way better than all three of us. I think, a, well, I think, yeah, a horse would beat all three of us. Yeah. That's my... L- if I could choose one way not to die, it would be by horse. That'd be so humiliating after all I've done. It'd be full circle. Yeah, you'd kind of, yeah, circle. that's karma, dude, for hating him so yeah. much. <laughs> all right, so this is from SLW6225. How did you first meet? Well, me and Jeff met because my mom gave birth to both and of you us. you were so mad when she I had me. I was pretty upset. <laughs> you were like, I wanted I, to be I tried the p- baby. I tried pushing you back in. <laughs> <laughs> and then... So that's how we met. I met Mike in college. And then how did you and Wes meet? You introduced us. I think I first met Mike when he was in the locker room. Right. <laughs> so Jeff overheard me say that I was in charge of renting out equipment in the our college's locker room. So he, he got hooked up with that stuff through me. And then Wes and I, really our friendship started. We first talked to each other in earnest, probably during the dodgeball, the trampoline dodgeball tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that. I think... Me and Mike became good friends when you came to Montana in 2013. That's when we like, I was like, well, Mike's like my friend now. Yeah, that's when we first saw each other yeah. naked. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then we've done it many times since. I remember oh, going yeah. into like the locker room to hang out with Mike and there's just like nothing to do. And he was just hitting like tennis balls and golf balls into the office with a golf club. <laughs> I was like, that seems like a pretty cool job. That's probably the best job you'll ever have. Uh, I miss it every day. Yeah. All right. Next question. All right. So this one I'm just going to pronounce. It's a meow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, If you could swap your arms and legs for an animal, what would it be and why? I would swap my arms for wings so I could fly. Mm, That's a good answer. And my legs would be fish legs. So you could swim. So a tail. <laughs> yeah. That's great. You're going to suck on land now, though. Yeah, I've had it. I've had plenty of time on land. Okay. I'm ready for air and water. You won't really be able to grab anything. No. That seems I've, hard to... It's a, it's a bad... The fish legs were a bad choice. <laughs> flying fish are like that. Yeah. They have wings, right? Yeah. There you yeah. go. You're a flying sure. fish. I'll be a flying fish. Uh, How about you guys? I'm just going to go with a cheetah. Like they got you're doing both <laughs> yeah. arms and legs yeah, for cheetah. If you just do one, <laughs> you're good. not fast, but with both, you're freaking fast. Yeah, I'll go with kangaroo legs. Oh, that's a good good answer. And then I'm just gonna pick like chimpanzee arms, so you can still type and stuff. Yeah, so I can still use my thumb uh, and stuff. They're gonna be all like hairy and muscly and weird. Oh, no, nah, that's all just right. wear long sleeves, like that guy in Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, from Swift Nora. What animal do you think is the most unfairly persecuted bias against? Sharks. I'm going to yeah. say... Sharks or snakes? Just koalas with Mike. I it's don't fair. That's not... That's not... Yeah, it's a terrible answer. They're beloved by Talking almost about. everyone. I said with Mike. Okay, with Mike, fine. Horses are Mike's, though. Well, maybe I'll think of something yeah. else while Mike's answering. I think bees too. Bees get a bad mm, rap. That's a good At answer. least the good ones. They kind of get combined with hornets, and it's like I hornets anymore. Are way though worse. people 
people are really into bees and and bees have always been like cute like they're always on like cutesy little things i think sharks sharks and snakes but we're trying to answer answer. something other than your answer but it's the right answer would you just not want us to ever talk around here no that's not what i'm saying (laughs) here let me just mute my mic are we fighting yeah yeah (laughs) uh we're just trying to give other options here you know you're right okay your sharks are the worst is that what you want to hear? 100 million sharks a year. Can we move on? All right, let's move on. <laughs> Next question. We're we're fighting. This one's from... I still love you, though. <laughs> Me too. Hannah Shiro Hannah. Um, barn owls are so cute, question mark. True. I <laughs> yes. agree. You think question cute's mark. the right word for them? Yeah, I think they're cute. And they're also, like, majestic. I'm going to say yes, exclamation mark. Okay. Uh, this one is Imogen, Imogen dot O'Brien. Favorite Australian animal? Uh, why don't you guys go first? Jeff, I know yours. I'm going koala. <laughs> koala. Yeah. Mike? Uh, does Tasmanian devil count? Sure. Yeah, I'll go with that. Tasmania is part are. of Australia. I'm, I'm probably going to say a cassowary right now. Oh, wow. I'm really into cassowaries. What about African wild dogs? They're not in Australia. Where are they? <laughs> Africa. <laughs> <laughs> all right wait what else what else should we shout out dingoes dingoes saltwater crocodiles Platypus. wallabies um kangaroos wombats wombats are really cool lots of snakes lots of lizards those frilled lizards thorny devils are really cool i love thorny devils all right shrimps on the barbie uh so this is from kelly and it's if the nfl teams all had their namesakes as their 12th man Example, dolphins get a dolphin, pirates get a pirate, etc. Who would win? Pirates. So pirates isn't, or I guess yeah. buccaneers counts as the a pirate. The buccaneers, yeah. Who would win? That's a good question. Probably the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be hard to tackle. Uh, a jet. A jet. They could just blow up the other team. Yeah, it's the Jets. It's either the Jets or the Bears. I don't know. That's close. Or the Browns. It's <laughs> <No>. just <laughs> everything brown is on their team. <laughs> a raven, you could kind of just fly the football to the end zone. Well, the eagles would be better than the ravens. That's then. true. I think the Jets. I think Mike nailed it. I think the it's worst would the just Jets. be the Washington football team because they don't yeah, even have a representative. Yeah. <laughs> All right, from uh, Kara. Imagine you were just born and orphaned into the Jungle Book universe. Which animal would you want to raise you? Example, Mowgli was raised by wolves. I think I would have chosen Asian elephants. So yeah, which so if you were in the jungle book, oh, okay. which animal would you want to raise you? Probably Shere Khan. Like everyone was afraid of him. Mm, That's who I'd that'd want be kind of yeah. Like you just join the thing that everyone's afraid of and then Yeah. You have nothing to be afraid of. What's the orangutan's name? Uh Louis. King Louis. Maybe him. He seemed like he had like a good little yeah. community game. Him and Baloo seemed like they had the most fun. I'm going with everyone. Baloo. Yeah. He's just, probably Baloo. He's just fun. I liked your answer, Wes. Yeah, but your yours is better. All right. All right. From Jennifer. One question I have right now for you, the three of you is, who and or what is something that has really inspired you in your life? Honestly, like this is kind of a cliche answer for a lot of wildlife biologists my age, but Steve Irwin was a huge inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed like recently for some reason there's been a few news articles about how he like isn't the best example because he was handling all these animals for no reason and stuff. 
But I don't know. I think the good he did far outweighs any bad he did. He just inspired so many people to care about animals. Yeah. So for me, I was truly devastated when we lost Steve. So he's he's a big one for me. I'm going to say Steve Irwin. Mike, you want to go? Yeah, I bet I can do you even one better on the cliche answer, Wes, and just say my dad, honestly, uh, just the most measured. Um, that's like a weird way to start complimenting is like the first thing you think about when you think about your dad is him being measured. Yeah, that but I don't know if there's a better militaristic. He's, he's cool and he's nice. Yeah. But yeah, my dad's just the best guy I know. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll just go with Wes and Mike, you know, just trying to be part of the gang and just really want to be as good at video games as Mike and as good at catching animals as Wes. You'll get there, pal. You'll get there. <laughs> no, that's a terrible answer. And you definitely Well, it's my answer. All right, fair enough. Aim a little higher. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, what's next? Is that it for questions? That's it. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, again, like, thanks for sending in questions. We're going to ask for them every once in a while on Instagram. Patreon questions do get priority. So if you're a Patreon member we will answer your questions. So keep sending them in. Our next category is how are we messing things up for Jaguars? So um, they are ranked as near threatened by the IUCN. The reason it's near threatened and not vulnerable is probably just because there isn't a great idea of how many Jaguars there actually are. Because they're sneaky. Yeah, some of the, and they lived in really dense jungle where it's hard to get at them. Some, one of the articles I read said there's up to 170,000 Jaguars which seems like way too many. One of them said there was 15,000. So that's our, that's our span between somewhere Jeez. between 15,000 and 170,000. I think the answer from what I've read, I read a bunch of stuff about this. I think it's somewhere between like 30,000 and 50,000 Jaguars in the wild. So there's a decent amount. More yeah. than half of those are in Brazil in the Pantanal area, mostly and in the Amazon. But when you look at where they used to be and how large their range is, Jaguars used to live in the U.S. They used to live all the way up to like Colorado. Now people do occasionally see them in southern Arizona. One was seen there in March, but it's just males that are kind of roaming and exploring new areas. Unfortunately, the border wall is probably going to put an end to that. The parts that were built already have kind of gone in these areas where they were likely to cross. But there hasn't been a breeding population in the U.S. for like 50 years. But they did used to live here. And now they live throughout Mexico, throughout Central America, all the way down to northern Argentina and South America. But they've lost roughly 55% of their range in the last century. They've lost up to 25% of their population since the mid-90s. In the 60s and 70s, up to 18,000 jaguars were killed per year just for their coats. But luckily, we've really controlled that. So now the main thing that threatens jaguars are habitat loss, which is the biggest thing. Um, their habitat's becoming really fragmented. So Pantera, for example, is working on connecting some of those fragmented habitats so that there's a corridor for jaguars to move. And that's really good for them. Cor sorry, connecting those corridors, not losing their habitat. Yeah, we get it. So habit habitat loss is number one. Hunting, which is often like a retaliatory thing mm. where if they kill cattle or livestock or whatever, hunters will go out and shoot jaguars or ranchers will. And luckily, that's something that's being tackled pretty aggressively. And a lot of them are starting to realize jaguars are worth more alive than they are dead. And 
really those are the main two things that are happening to harm jaguars habitat loss and hunting yeah the um, brazilian president's been like burning tons of rainforest to like yeah help yeah, with land development or something and that's a huge issue for them the pantanal had massive wildfires last year that burned a lot of jaguar habitat so those are the main things threatening them but luckily they are they're not endangered yet and there are some really good signs of jaguar recovery especially in places like the pantanal besides like the island countries pretty much like everywhere from mexico to argentina has some type of population right so the only there's two countries where they're extinct in that range and that's uh, el salvador doesn't have jaguars and mm. uruguay doesn't have jaguars and they used to and they're extinct in those countries Interesting. now but everywhere else does in that range yep i didn't think um, you would know that good job I, yeah, I, you're a smart I guy. Yeah. yeah, your brain is huge. That's why you're my example. Oh, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get into our rankings of how we like this animal. So, Jeff, I'm going to let you go first because this is a big one for you. Yeah, so it's my favorite cat. I think I said lions might have been in the lion episode, but it's not. It's jaguars. And <laughs> probably I'm going to go with number two overall for animals. Grizzly bears number one, Whoa. jaguars number two. And how many claws? Ten. This ten gets out ten. Ten, cool. ten claws. Ten claw yeah. animal. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to a zoo and they have like pretty much every type of animal, it's going to be two animals I most want to see: jaguars and pandas. Yeah, I'd agree with that actually. So they're also a ten claw animal for me. Uh, I know I've had a handful of ten claw animals, but jaguars are for sure. They're maybe my favorite big cat. I spent a lot of money trying just to go see him in the Pantanal. I'm probably going to spend it again at some point. I really, really love jaguars. Um, think about them a lot. So, yeah, 10 claws. I'm not going to bother giving him a ranking outside of that, but 10 claws for me. Uh, yeah, jaguars are sweet. I, I, I'm i going to give them an eight claws, closer to a nine than a seven, but I think eight feels about right for how I'm feeling about them right now. What big cats do you like more than jaguars? I like tigers and if cheetahs count. Yeah, we'll those count are, cheetah. Those are the only two I'd put above jaguar. Okay, well, I think that's it. That's All our right. first jaguar episode. That's our first cool. spotted cat episode. Or I guess we did our cheetah mini. Yeah. But um, on Patreon. Yeah. Leopards, there's going to be a lot of leopard attacks, and there's not many jaguar attacks. So it's kind of interesting we got to jaguars first, but here we are talking about jaguars. It's a good animal. It is. Let's go. Let's go find some. All right, let's do it. I'll go. All right. If anyone else out there wants to go, let's all meet What's in the Pantanal. What's it called? Pantanal? Pantanal. All right, we'll let's do it. We'll have a tooth and claw meetup out there. All Just right. bring your huge helmets. Yeah. Yeah, well, everyone wear your helmets. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's good, uh, good talking to you guys, and thanks, everyone out there, for listening. We truly appreciate it. If you guys haven't left a review yet on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave one. If you haven't or joined don't. our Patreon, if it's going to be like one star, if if it's going to be one star, just don't even bother. Yeah, leave us a five star review. And yeah, thanks again, everyone who's already on Patreon and that's left us a review. We really we read them all and we really appreciate it. We're we've been just like tickled with the reviews that we've read so far. Yeah, really shocked at how, you know, it's nice to be reminded that people are genuinely good. Not everyone's a troll. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, love you guys. Same. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.
Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically, our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Jillian on Love wherever you're listening now.